0: What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to Premium Chapter 168 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the Winter Kills Movie Night episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake
1: Rakotansky, Julian Fields. And uh, today we have...
2: Matt Christman. Hey, hey.
1: There he is. Hello. It's not winter where we are, so I feel like we've messed up (laughs) because this is clearly a Christmas movie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Die Hard and Winter Kills are the best Christmas movies.
1: Yeah,
0: I uh, I placed a call out on Twitter, and I was like, "What are like some like really pilled movies that maybe we should cover?" And Matt replied with <laughs> Winter Kills, which I never heard before. Yeah, I mean, and either... uh, I went and looked at the poster of it, and the poster in it of itself is so melted that I knew <laughs> I knew that this had been sealed in fate.
1: It is a jewel of of like conspiracy theory thought, but also it's uh, you know like almost like an unspeakable, Serious version of JFK mm-hmm. or yes. something. Yeah, well, it's because
2: it has, a, a, I think, a fundamentally healthier relationship to the Kennedy assassination than JFK does. Mm-hmm. I mean, JFK is a much better made film. You know, Oliver right. Stone is, is a genius at making movies, but its attitude to the uh, assassination is fundamentally juvenile, which makes sense because Oliver Stone was a kid when Kennedy was assassinated, right, and it imprinted on him at that point. This movie is based on a novel by Richard Condon, the author of uh The Manchurian Candidate, who was a grown-ass man when Kennedy was assassinated. And so it doesn't it has like a uh, adult attitude towards like the real implications of the Kennedy assassination.
1: It's profoundly cynical, I think yes. about a lot of that. I mean at every turn where where you want to kind of maybe feel that heroic uh thing that comes off of uh what's the what's the actor in JFK? Costner. Yeah, that like comes up. Yeah, like Costner's pursuit, like heroic.
2: He is he's a knight errant. He's out there He's jousting against the deep state and it's a meaningful, this is the important thing, JFK really, really uh, proposes that this is a meaningful battle that like, if we knew the truth,
1: mm-hmm. something would be different. Whereas th- this one, yeah. it's like every time you take off the mask, there's yeah, another <laughs> yeah, mask.
0: There, yeah, there's another mask. There's I love a it. so usually, uh, you know, I do a uh, you know a little background on the film's production. You know, who wrote it, who directed it, how much it cost. I was how, like, oh man, I can't wait! <laughs> how, how I can't much, wait till they look this stuff <laughs> up. How, how much? How much it made? That sort of thing. And when I went to research Winter Kills, <laughs> the 1979 dark comedy, I found that it is. Without a doubt, the strangest production story we have ever covered on the podcast, period, of all time. So it's written and directed by a guy named William Riker. I did not recognize any of his movies, but I did recognize him from some acting work he did later in life. He was in The Client, uh, the adaptation of the John Grisham novel starring Brad Renfro. R.I.P. R.I.P., he was in my own private Idaho and like oh. a handful of other TV shows. He strikes me as kind of a kook. I found a YouTube video of him from June of 2020 posted to his channel where he attempts to summon the ghost of Howard Hughes to rid the White House of Donald Trump. I swear to God. That's amazing.
1: What is he going to strafe it in a plane? <laughs> what's, <laughs> like, what's the plan here? He, basically, is he he's going like, to wash the White House's hands until they like, bleed? I've
0: heard, I've heard that playing... The voice of Howard Hughes summons
1: his spirit. Ancient industrialists are gods. We should be worshiping them and trying to bring them back to life and sacrificing stuff. If he came
2: back to life, he would would absolutely banish Trump from the White House (laughs) and install Mitt Romney because of his absolutely (laughs) fetishistic love of Mormons. It's like, that's the thing we need. We need some Mormon blood in the White House, like in my veins.
1: (laughs) Did he manage to convert or was it just like admiration? It was admiration. He's all of his top. Once he
2: went like bug house, all of his top aides were Mormon. He got blood transfusions from Mormons.
1: What? Because it's the purest. The purest blood. Yes. Yes. So.
0: Winter Kills has an all-star cast. You got a very young Jeff Bridges. You Who looks?
1: It? He looks like almost like Val Kilmer in this movie. Yeah, yeah that's a good. How yeah. old is he? Like, how old is he? He's in like this film? in his early twenties. Gotta be. Yeah. Smooth, little baby. Smooth. I mean, did he have to shave to achieve that? I, I got a very wonder. smooth. Yeah, he was very smooth, smooth throughout boy.
0: the film. He was the smoothest boy. <laughs>
1: and the curtains are always open. <laughs> always open to expose the smoothness. That's not CGI, that's real no. Bridges. That's real, That's a real chest and stomach of a real man. Um, <laughs> Back when they used to use squibs in the sex scene, <laughs> you'd, you'd bust and they'd have a little explosion at cum go off. You've also got Anthony
0: Perkins uh, from Psycho. You've got John Huston, who is a prolific writer and director. He did Maltese Falcon, African Queen, Misfits, you know, Hollywood classics. He's also the father of Angelica Huston. You even have a cameo from Elizabeth Taylor. I have zero idea how they got all these people for this movie, especially when you hear about the production.
1: weren't you saying that she's like the only one who got paid? Basically? She was basically
2: the only person, only cast member who got paid because she was she was gonna she wasn't gonna step on the set unless it was already uh, in her bank account.
1: So yeah, so Bridges was not like a name. A lot of these people got. I don't know. I mean, or was he already kind of big? He
2: was, he was like, uh, he'd been in some stuff. He'd been, Mm. he was like a a star.
1: So do you think he just was like, we got to do this? We got to expose the Yeah, no. Like a lot of
2: the people uh, cast specifically were like, they thought it was important. They thought it was an important Mm. movie and it was, it was worth uh, sacrificing to get out.
0: As Matt said earlier, the movie's based on a Richard Condon book who wrote Manchurian Candidate and cost six and a half million dollars to make. It was produced by Robert Sterling and Leonard Goldberg, who had amassed a fortune as marijuana dealers. Nice. Their previous producing endeavor was bringing the softcore porn series uh, "Emmanuel"
1: from France oh to the my United God, States. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? Yes. You, Sylvia another? Cristal. Yes. There's another incredible French connection then, because Maurice Jarre made the soundtrack to this, and he's the dad of like the legend of how, or, or like electronic music and and kind of early dance music. No Jean Michel Jarre who did like oxygen and all that shit. But apparently his dad got pissed at him and cut him off. And I have to say the soundtrack was fun. And also going back to the
2: cast, a, Absolutely baffling and out
0: of this world cameo
2: by Toshiro Mufumi. I
0: know uh the cast has said uh that they got paid for their acting work by going to a hotel room where they would receive envelopes stuffed <laughs> with small worn bills. One of the producers, Leonard Goldberg, was murdered during the production yep. of the movie. Yeah. He was murdered, they think maybe by the mafia.
2: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he was probably in debt to some people. Yeah, they found him, like, tied to a chair, execution-style shot
1: to the head
0: on his birthday. This was during the production of the movie, if Wikipedia is to be believed. Yeah. yeah, and
1: if you haven't watched it, like, there's a lot of mafia stuff in the movie.
0: Yeah, the cash envelope started drying up, but for <laughs> some reason, the cast agreed that they would continue working on the movie for free. Eventually, someone snitched to the actors' union, and they shut down the entire production,
1: forcing it to declare bankruptcy.
2: The only movie at that point to ever do so. Like a movie declaring bankruptcy. Really? Yeah. And not
1: in like the Uwe Bowl, like you're making money. Kind no, of no. Way? Like
2: as in like this is a
0: bankrupt production because usually <laughs> the, the funding model kind of precludes that from occurring. Right. Yeah. Wow. Shortly thereafter, the other producer, Robert Sterling, was
1: sentenced to 40 years in prison
0: <laughs> for marijuana smuggling.
1: 40 years for weed. I yeah, he
2: was moving weight. This I right. mean, okay. yeah, okay. these guys these were kingpins. Yeah, they had, flying
1: planes.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they did. They, 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 they became drug lords. They moved Emmanuel from France to, <laughs> that is, to the United States, I have to say that's good and then taste. they were like, let's do this weird fucking pilled like conspiracy satire about the JFK assassination. The only reason Winter Kills ever saw the light of day was that Jeff Bridges and uh, Reichert, the director, made another movie together called The American Success Company, which is ironic, and the distribution rights for that film were enough for them to finish Winter Kills. It was released in 1979 by Embassy Pictures and made just over a million bucks at the box (sighs) office. Less than one-sixth of its budget, a bomb. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune uh, gave Winter Kills one star, writing winner kills rapes the memory of president john (laughs) f kennedy while giving his late father a few dozen kicks in the head too it revels in its every degrading scene one feels a little less clean just having seen this picture hell yeah that's a freaking review you have been listening to a sample of a
1: premium episode of QAnon anonymous we don't run any advertising on the show and we'd like to keep it that way For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on
0: over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. (laughs)